Now, we must all fear evil men. But there is another kind of evil which we must fear most. And that is the indifference of good men. This is the St. Longinus's Baptism Podcast Channel. This is going to be episode 51, Getting Your Priorities Straight. But first, a prayer. All that I am, all that I have, all that I do shall be consecrated to the service, honor, and glory and exaltation of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and the Heavenly Kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, Immaculate Heart of Mary, please pray for us. Sacred Heart of Jesus, please pray for us. This particular topic, I've touched tangentially, and when I say tangentially, I'm just meaning I I didn't give it the full treatment it deserved in other episodes, here and there, little bits and pieces. And... I got to say, the Holy Ghost has just been, wow, it's it's an embarrassment of, of riches when it comes to spiritual things to talk about. Um, it's just been an embarrassment of riches. And this particular topic came to me today, not more than about. I'll say 10 minutes ago. And as soon as I thought, uh, I'm sorry, as soon as the Lord put it in my heart, I was like, yes, yes, this is, this is, this is going to be a Lord willing, a fruitful topic. So when I say getting your priorities straight, This this covers both the secular and the spiritual, okay? Now, I'm going to cover for, you know, the the people who uh, don't care about God, don't want to follow him, whatever. I'm talk about... The secular aspect, in other words, the stuff that everyday people who may not necessarily try to be holy about getting your priorities right. And the first prime example I can think of, raising your kids. Now, honestly speaking, from the boomers, and I'm I'm sure... It probably went before the boomers, but I'm not that old, uh, so I can't speak. But the boomers to the Zoomers are, I've, I've been dealing with, 
I'm just going to be flat out honest. With the, de- with the debris of bad parenting, with the debris of the parents whose responsibility it is to raise these children, you know, and even if you don't believe in God, you, you could at least raise them to be decent human beings. And it's, you know, the, I, I, I don't think the parents are doing it because they weren't taught, oh, you know, these things. Now, once again, I'm going to make the disclaimer. I'm not saying every parent is like this. Um, some parents did the best they could and for whatever reason, their kid, their kids still turned out to be, um, I'm trying to be charitable here because that's something I'm working on. Um, a less than... A less than, um, a less than decent human being. That's, that's, that's the, uh, most charitable way that I can put it. But I've been dealing with this. And, By the way, from a spiritual standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, I've never been a decent human being at all, okay? But from the way I I can honestly say this, I always try to treat people um, as I wanted to be treated. And because, obviously... You know, I was living from a uh, a secular perspective. I was not always successful, but as a general rule, I tried to treat people as I wanted to be treated. And the only time, the only time that I acted um, that I forgot this basic, and it is basic, this basic um, philosophy when, was when somebody would cross the line with me and be disrespectful or rude. And because of who I was at the time, all bets were off once that happened. Because another operating assumption I had is um, even, even the most ignorant person knows how to act correctly. Now, given time and place right now, I'm, I'm not even sure that that's true. Actually, a lot of the things I used to think are, are being proven wrong left and right. But from a secular perspective, most people do not live under Jesus' 
Jesus is basically, I'm sorry, basic teaching. Treat others as you want to be treated. They don't do it. They don't live it. Now, for the seculars, I cut them a lot more slack than I do the people who claim to be true Catholics because the true Catholics ought to know better. And you're supposed to be the example, not the seculars. Anyhow, so I can cut them slack, but... Um... Oh, with getting your priorities straight. I digressed a little bit. Raising your kids. It, it, and I'm speaking just, just from a, a purely secular perspective. Ought to be your number one priority. But like the parents of the boomers. They provided, I mean, if they had the ability, they provided the for their needs. And, you know, depending on the parents, they, they provided uh, whatever the kid required. And, you know, I, 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 I'm old enough to remember that the, the generation before the boomers were criticizing themselves because they felt that they were too self-indulgent on their kids. Well, anybody who's familiar with history, look at the 60s and 70s. Actually, look at the past 60 years. And at least they had that limited understanding. But I'm, I'm not one of these people that blame the boomers for everything. That's, that's shirking your responsibilities. Everybody for the past 60 years has to answer for how screwed up our society is at present moment. Anyway, I don't want to get into that. So they, they provided for, for them materially, but they were absent in mod, being the example and teaching these kids good example. I'm sorry, good, how to be a decent human being. You know, if you're 12 years old and your dad is being a drunken lout at your Little League game, or your mom for that matter, sorry you guys out there, I, and by the way, this is just a generalization, I'm not saying every person is like this, but if, you're, if your parents are not setting the example, then chances are you are going to be uh, a less than decent human being when you get to be an adult. Just the way it is. Human nature. Don't have to like it. It's the way it is. And I can't say I'm familiar with... Boomer parents on, on, on my personal end. Because I'm not. Not directly anyway. But. I take that back. I take that back. 
I take that back. Um, I wasn't raised by boomers for the most part, but um, I'm familiar with how screwed up their priorities were. Now, for my generation in particular, we were called, well, before the term Gen Xer was given to my generation, we were known as latchkey kids. Because the boomer parents would um while th- while they were both working their high paying jobs, they would give their kids, and because we're the generation that came after the boomers, we were usually the oldest, it'd give them a key to the house. And when they got, they were responsible for getting to school and coming back from school. And then they let themselves in the house. And basically, we had free run of the house. That's not exactly good parroting, people. And because the boomers, for some odd reason, want to keep pushing the envelope, at least the male boomers, want to have kids into their 70s, um, you know, the, the, the younger siblings that an exer had, they were usually the parent of the house while mommy and daddy were making more money so that they could get their second car, their cabin in the mountains, uh, a TV in every room, the latest clothing, blah, 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 blah. Okay. Your kids are your top priority. And if you're not taking care of your top priority, once again, this this is nothing to do with spirituality. This is just a fact of life. If you're worried about all the stuff you need, you're not raising your kid right. Bottom line. If you're not giving them good teaching, if you're not leading by example, you're a failure. And by the way, before anyone gets gets it twisted, I'm not saying that this is everybody. I'm saying it's it is a proportion, a portion of all the generations for the past 60 years. And honestly speaking, if your generation thinks that All that is required of you as a parent is to make sure your kids are fed and clothed and that, you know, giving them the stuff that they want is good parenting. That, that's, that is, that is lack of having your priorities straight. And I bumped into a couple examples of this in in my personal life. Um, remember I told you how back in the 90s there was known as helicopter parents who wanted to shield their kids from all life's nasty little bumps and bruises. Um... I was on a college, uh, I worked on a college campus and 
I could just tell by the way the dude acted. He was one of the professors at the local university. And he came in with his kid. I want to say the kid was around five or six. It was back in the 90s. And we had, because, you know, TVs in every fast food joint started around the 80s. We had at least one TV. I think it was two TVs in the dining room. And they kept it on two channels. And on one of the channels, I kid you not, was a nature show. Anyone who's even passively, passingly familiar with a nature show, they often show the predators eating their prey. And this boomer comes up to me and he's like, Sir, sir. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? That show on TV is inappropriate. Uh, which show on TV, sir? This show. And I go out and it's a nature show. Ah, <laughs> uh, and you know, I, I knew why he said what he said, but me being me, me, I just, you know, felt like rubbing him, rub, uh, rubbing it in on him. I'm like, Sir, it's a nature show. What's the issue? It it shows the animal eating its prey. That's inappropriate for young kids. Now, if you're too dense to get why that is, that is a lack of priorities and a lack of sense, really, on so many levels, I can't help you, but I will... I will give the two things that came to my mind when he said that. Number one, your kid's five years old. Eventually, he's, you know, if he's, if he's not already in kindergarten, when he gets to a certain grade, he will have to take biology and science where he will have to dissect animals. Not only will he have to dissect animals, but depending on what school courses he takes, he's going to learn all about how certain animals are carnivores and certain animals are herbivores. And then there's the one in between that is a herbivore and a carnivore. Okay? Now, I, I, I just know. I just know there's going to be some 500 IQ taker. But he's five years old. For you 500 IQ takers out there, guess what? Eventually, he's going to come to face-to-face. -face. You can't shield the kid forever. Now, am I saying take your five-year-old, drop him off in the middle of gang territory and leave him? You know, to get him used to... No, I'm not saying this. But the fact that animals kill and eat each other... You know, it, it's a pretty useful, it's, it's something he's going to have to come in contact with. And people wonder why the millennials and Zoomers are so screwed up. Um, the second thing that's wrong about this attitude is the presumption that you go into a public restaurant and 
Unless that restaurant is showing like Freddy and Jason and um, uh, Michael Myers slashing victims or, you know, dang near close to pornography, getting upset because there is a nature show. There was a reason the manager that was on duty before me put it on there because nature shows by their very nature are meant to be non-offensive. And so to come in and to demand that the channel be changed because you don't like it is, let's, it, it's presumptuous being charitable. At worst, it's being narcissistic. The world does not revolve around you. And that's another priority. Well, well, yeah, secular or spiritual. The world does not revolve around you. The world, it, it, by its very nature, is not meant to cater to your whims and desires. And, you know, some people are going to be in for a rude shock in the future if things go the way I'm pretty sure they're going to go. But anyway, I, I I don't want to get on a rant about entitled boomer parents, entitled Xers, entitled um, Zoomers and millennials. I don't want to get off because this isn't a rant. This is talking about getting your priorities straight. And... Too many people have got their priorities screwed up because they're not raising their kids properly. And once again, I'm going to stress, I'm not saying everybody. I'm saying a segment of the pop. They're not ready. And by the way, you know, um, I'm going to tell you flat out. I don't have kids, not through choice. It just never happened. But... I've dealt, I've dealt with the, you know, kids younger than me. And their parents are checked out. I've mentioned in previous podcasts, the last two generations are so lost, they're turning to podcasters for life advice because they don't know where else to go. And I'm talking about secular kids. Um, you know, um, if if you if your priorities are so screwed up that you're not interested in your kid's private life, what you know the what he's doing, you know how he's acting. You're a horrible parent, bottom line. And in the 90s, I would hear, because, you know, the, the powers that be want us to be distracted, I would hear news reports about how boomer moms were threatening the soccer coach or a teacher who dared correct their little kid about acting like a public a-hole. 
And that's how they were going to get him fired. Because my little Jimmy, my little Jill didn't do nothing. They're good boys, didn't do nothing. That's another thing too. What kind of example are you setting when you treat your kid whose responsibility it is for you to teach and model how to act as a friend? Now, had I had kids, I darn sure wouldn't have uh, treated them like I treated my friends. Most of, mostly because, you know, me and my friends were a bunch of reprobates. But yet, you know, I don't want to make them mad. I don't want them to get upset. That's your job. Anyhow, I've, I've spent 25 minutes. You get the general idea. Um, if you don't have a belief in God, it, you know, um, and, and I, I, I could, I could use the example of self-improvement, but I would say for, for those who don't believe in God, raising your kids the right way and being the best example to them should be your top priority. So now I'm going to go on the spiritual. And in the spiritual, I am going to mainly aim this at Sedevacantists, or what I call true Catholics. And the reason why I'm going to aim this at them is because, as I've stated previously, not all not all, but a lot of them act no differently than their secular neighbors. You know, um, oh, they're worried about uh, the war in Ukraine turning global. Oh, they're worried about... And everybody makes the excuse. Well, they have to raise their kids. And every time I hear this excuse, I want to ask them, what, you think that the peasant parents with 13 kids didn't have to worry about their kids' um, well-being and, you know, well, it's a different world. All they had to worry about was their farm. The only difference between then and now is, is we have, we have equipment that brings the world into our day-to-day -day existence. Television, cell phones, computers. Your top priority, if you are consider yourself a true Catholic, is getting you, your immediate family, and your especially your kids to heaven. Everything else is a distraction. And here's, here's another thing that, about getting your priorities mixed up. Getting mad that a person like me is telling you this. I'm going to go back to what I always say. Everything that I say in these podcasts has not all, I'm sorry, hasn't already been said by 
the saints, the fathers of the church, the doctors of the church, and present-day Sedvacantist priests and bishops. So, if I'm already saying that I'm not talking about everyone, that I'm talking about a a certain obvious examples of what I've seen on the internet... And you're offended that uh, that I'm saying something. My only conclusion is is that your priorities are messed up. If this doesn't apply to you, why are you angry? And if it does apply to you, why are you mad that a person? I've already told you what I'm saying hasn't already been said. And if you're unaware of that fact. Why are you mad because I'm saying it? I'm only repeating what I've heard, what I've read, what I've been taught. Why are you getting mad? You know, if you're so spiritually ignorant that um you're not preparing your immediate family and you know that's another thing too. People, um, by the way, not everybody, but you know, uh, a certain segment of, you know, um, a true Catholics saying, well, I've got 10 kids. I, I got to, I got to worry about the world around us. No, you don't. That shows a lack of faith and confidence in God. If, a nuclear bomb drops, let's just say you're living in a farm 50, 50 miles from the city, and a nuclear bomb drops on the city, and the blast rate, you're within the blast radius and you die, guess what? That was God's divine providence. It was meant to happen. And if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you might have to spend some time in purgatory, but it beats the alternative, doesn't it? You know, the stuff that's going on in the world does not matter. I don't care, you know, if you think I'm full of crap and, you know, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. If you don't understand that the stuff that that does not happen outside of your family and outside of whatever it is you do to earn a living... Um, that's on you because I guarantee you that it's been said, it's been taught that everything outside of raising a, a pious and devout family and making sure that you guys are ready should heaven forbid anything happen that if it does happen, that You know, even if you have to go to purgatory, you're getting to heaven. And this goes along with slothfulness and laziness. Because, you know, there there is no reason, and just to make sure I'm not misunderstood, a lot of set of conscious parents 
The father works and the mother stays at home with the kids. Okay. It is up to the mother to give them the spiritual training, but it is up to the father who's making the living to be the head of the household and make sure that these to, to make sure that he's modeling this one of the saints or Jesus Christ and his blessed mother themselves to his kids. Now, am I saying, you know, that, that we'd be perfect? Given the state of human beings, no, we're not perfect. But that doesn't mean you don't, you don't try to be a saint in whatever capacity you can or are able. But to use the excuse, well, I'm working 70 hours a week. Okay, well, once again, priorities. Okay, if the 70 hours a week are necessary because you have 10 kids and you need to support them, then that's fine. But if your 70 hours a week are so that you can have a comfortable house and you can have a bunch of useless gadgets that you don't need, then your priorities are messed up. If you can cut your hours and live with less so that you can help your wife raise the kids and still provide for their material needs, that's having the right, right priorities. But before the material needs, the spiritual ones come first. And here's where, you know, as moderns, here's where we get hoodwinked. Because the past, let's just say, 80, 90 years, the material became more important than the spiritual. Anybody who understands Catholic history knows that your average peasant on his feudal lord's lands were living basically a hand-to-mouth existence. But, and obviously this, this didn't apply to all peasants, but the majority, well, I'll just say, a lot of the peasants understood that their job was to get to heaven. And I would even suspect that even if the peasants' faith wasn't what it should have been, they were at least training their kids to be decent humans. And as the kid turned out otherwise, it wasn't, I mean, for the most part, I'm sure it wasn't because the parents had failed them. I wouldn't be so sanguine about the parents of the past 80, 90 years. I, I wouldn't be so sanguine about it. Because it is a matter of historical fact that, you know, Materialism is a thing. And it's been a thing not since the 1900s, since the 18, well, actually since the 1700s, that the material, the material life took over from the spiritual life. Once again, not everybody, just in a circuit, you know, in certain segments. 
But I would say over the past 300 years, I would say that people that actually live, you know, that are, that are actually living for heaven, they're definitely in the minority. They're definitely in the minority. And it shows. You may not like it. It's true. Once again, I'm not saying anything. I, you know, I'm not going to assume that anybody who listens to this episode uh, understands what I'm talking about. There is a specific set of a contest um, channel on YouTube that replays the sermons from bishops and priests. They've said the same thing. They've said the same thing. That a lot of people who consider themselves based in red-pilled traditionalists are no better than, you know, no better than their... uh, um, secular neighbors. And I want to make this absolutely clear because I ran into this on Twitter. In particular, from a certain set of his contests who has a close relative who's an actual set of contests priest. You can have, you can have the correct doctrine. But if you are not living the spiritual principles of the Sermon on the Mount, I, you know, St. Paul in his epistle says this. If you, if you speak in tongues but don't have the Spirit of God, you're a banging symbol. So you can have all the knowledge you want. If you're not living the, if you do not have the spirit of God in you, you are not a lover of God. And, you know, I'm trying to be charitable. Maybe this particular person was acting out of ignorance. And that is possibility. But given the interaction that I had with this particular individual, I would say that there was a lot of pride, um, a lot of egoism, a lot of narcissism there. When they acted this way. Because I guarantee you. They weren't acting like a follower of Jesus Christ. They were acting like your usual internet troll. Secular type. So. You know. You can know. You can know canon law forward and backwards. You can know uh, all the catechisms from the Catechism of the Council of Trent to the Baltimore Catechism. If you do not have the Spirit of God in you, you're no better than than the people that you deride for being 
pagans and uh, heretics and stuff. You're no better than they are. That's part of being priorities. That's, that's part of having your priorities straight. And I've already touched on this on a previous episode, so I'm not going to beat this particular dead horse. For all you people who consider yourselves true Catholics, but have a self-righteous streak that's a mile long and a mile wide, I want to remind you of something that I had covered actually in one of my introductory episodes. Whether you know it or not, people are watching how you act. Not just on the interwebs, not on just on Twitter or uh, Facebook or whatever boards you frequent. But the people, let's just say um, you have a job that you go to. They're watching you there too. And... I'm not saying, because I've been a victim of this, I'm not saying that the conclusions they draw are correct and um, proper. What I would say, though, is, is that if you don't even know, or, or I'm sorry, if you are even unaware of your spiritual shortcomings, if you're unaware of that, those people who you consider beneath you because you're not set of conscious, brah, you're no better than they are. You can get mad all you want to. You're no better than they are. Because it is your job as a true Catholic to understand your, your spiritual shortcomings. And your personality shortcomings too, for that matter. And to work on those with the help of uh, uh, Lord Jesus and Mother Mary's grace and the grace of the Holy Ghost, obviously, too. So, you know, having your priorities straight. And here's the thing. Um, and I'm going to close with this thought. Anybody with two eyes and a freaking brainstem knows where this dumpster fire is heading. Um, I'm not even going to attempt to talk to the, to, the, to the people who are secular. But it's, for those of you who consider yourselves true Catholics, if your spiritual priorities are not your top priorities, if you're more worried about the distractions around you, um, the, the most charitable way I can put it, when things go, not if, when, when things go the way I suspect they will, um, you're going to wish when those times happen that you'd paid more attention to the spiritual than the secular. So anyway... I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to, um, e even, even if you think I'm full of crap, if you gave me 40 minutes of your time, I'm still going to thank you. I'm going to bless you. Thank you.
Um, and take this for what it's worth. I pray for everyone, and I'd like to see as many people get to heaven as possible. And I hope and pray that you did get something out of this. You know, um, you can take this for what it's worth. I don't do these podcasts for my glorification. I don't. And I don't do them for my own narcissism. I do this because out of charity for my mis, mis, uh, uh, my hatred of my fellow humans. I, I do this podcast in reparation for that particular mortal sin. Um, so take it for what it's worth, but I, I hope and pray you get something out of this. So in closing, I want to say thank you for listening. God bless you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.